there are people that move with gift and there are people that move with grace he has a gift of prophecy he had a gift of healing without prayer the thing is still flowing Samson was a man that moved with gift he lacked grace and I have discovered that those who operate by grace last longer than those who operate by gift are you following what I'm saying here they last far longer there are those that they, they, they are rooted in grace they are they, 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 they reside in the throne of grace Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 let us come boldly to the throne of grace so that is where they live and every time you see them you see freshness of grace the guy with the gift you can see miracles but you didn't feel the presence of God the blind eye open but you never felt the presence of God the deaf ear heard but you never felt the presence of God I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here there was accurate prophecy names details but you couldn't feel God there but the man with grace when he arrives even if nothing happened you feel God there there is something dense there is an intensity of presence hear me those who move by grace they are on their feet when those who operate by gift have longest disappeared those who move by grace outlast those who move by gift are you following what i'm saying here today in the days of the healing revival 1947 to 1959 there were about 120 healing evangelists let me say 95 percent of them operated by gift and Kenneth Hedden was warning them. See, all of you are moving by gift. All of you by preaching, they couldn't preach. Nothing they could do. And they were just moving by gift. Prophetic giftings and so on. Kenneth Hedden said, by the time you people have come and gone, we are still on ground. They came and they passed. One of them went back into hotel business. Another one became a drunkard. Many of them moved back into the world. And Kenneth Hagin or our robots and the couple of them that were rooted with God and did with grace they continue to go pastor don't let gift deceive you for the gift and callings of God are without repentance but you can still prophesy even when you just messed up am I speaking to somebody here I don't have the time to go into that because the man of God the, the, the old prophet in Bethel prophesied even after he told a lie he lied to the man of God from Judah that an angel told him to branch his house when he didn't see any angel and the man branched and ate food when God told him not to branch anywhere and the moment the young man was eating the same old prophet that just told the lie and deceived him said to him thus said the Lord you have disobeyed me and it was an accurate prophecy from an inaccurate person Please don't let your gift deceive you because the gift of a man minus grace can end him in the grave in a hurry. Just like it ended something. The gift of a man that is without grace ends him in the grave in a hurry. Go for grace. And when grace backs up your gift, a double explosion. But go for grace. And grace cannot be found anywhere but the throne of grace, the presence of the Lord. Am I speaking to somebody here? That is where you renew grace. And when a man begins to minister with gift and he has no grace, a time is going to come that he will be totally bankrupt of grace. And when there is bankruptcy of grace, there must be a crash of destiny. I'd like you to quote it anywhere. Anytime there is a bankruptcy of grace, 
there must be a crash of destiny when a man comes to a point where he is zero on grace no more grace the gift is there but the grace is no more there that man is crashing in a hurry that shall not be your portion let me say this the deficiency of grace is what is called disgrace was something disgraced oh yes grace deficiency equals disgrace show me a pastor that is deficient of the grace of god he will soon be disgraced financial issue moral issue or any issue he will soon be disgraced when there is the deficiency of grace there disgrace enters am i speaking to anybody here it's a problem of Samson. walking for god without walking with god delivering message without contact with the master what are you saying standing for god without standing with him how can you be standing on the altar say god sent you and you don't know the last time you met him challenge of Samson, beloved brothers and sisters whatever you will do avoid the, the Samson tragedy and avoid the trap of prayerlessness it is better to be prepared and there is no pulpit than to have pulpit without preparation are you following what i'm saying here today it is better to be on fire without an altar than to have an altar without fire am i speaking to anybody here today he never called you because he was looking for somebody to serve him when satan tempted jesus he said bow for me he said it is written thou shalt serve the lord thou shalt worship the lord your god and him only shall thou serve he put worship before service you are not permitted to serve a God you are not worshipping. Thou shalt worship the Lord your God and him only shall thou serve. Your worship of God is more important than your service of God. Let people know you as a man that walk with God more than as a man that walk for God. And Enoch walked with God. He didn't say Enoch walked for God. People that are translated into dimensions of glory are people that walk with God, not people that walk for God. Let your walk for God become a product of your walk with God. That was the Samson tragedy. For one full year, the man has not had one day or two days or three days to wait before God. He's the pastor of a congregation. One full year. He has not had a one hour, two hours, three hours to himself and God. And life is still going like that. And he's leading a whole flock, a generation of people in a direction himself is not aware. i show you the top thing that was a tragedy of Samson. It is called rebelliousness. Lack of respect for authority. Lack of regard for authority. His mother told him, didn't you see any woman of the tribe of our people? You are going to marry uncircumcised people? Samson said, I love her. Give me the wife. From one prostitute. And his challenge was that he has an addiction for prostitutes. Not normal women. From one prostitute to another. The one in Gaza. The one in Soreth. Then Delilah. He just kept on moving. And he had no regard for any authority. There was nobody above Samson that could call him to order. A law to himself. He was accountable to nobody. He was above counsel. And anybody above counsel is beyond safety. For in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Proverbs 11, 14. So a man that is above counsel is beyond safety. Watch out for him. He is about to die. I am under authority. God's servant Bishop David Oyedepo is under authority. I am under authority. There are decisions I cannot make. 
In fact, recently I was about to make a decision, a financial decision, and I had to take it to the one whose authority I'm under. And his counsel was instrumental in making a very sacrificial decision, yet it was beneficial. God's servant Bishop David Oedek was under authority. He said with his mouth, he said, every single year hands lay on his head. Hands are laid on his head to give him direction. Moses, as mighty as he was, the man that spoke with God face to face, God said, if there is any prophet, I speak with them in dreams and visions and similitudes, but my servant Moses is not like that. I spoke with him face to face. The same Moses bowed to the authority of Jethro, the media, who gave him the counsel on how to manage three and a half million people. He said, the way you are conducting ministry, you will die before your time. Appoint leaders of thousands and leaders of hundreds and leaders of tens and then let them deal with the matters. When the matters are beyond them, they'll bring it to you. In that case, you reach your destiny. Moses bowed to the authority of Jethro the media. Joshua bowed to the authority of Moses. Am I speaking? Jesus Christ, the one that is the savior of all of us, he bowed to the authority of John the Baptist. He was coming for baptism. John said, are you the one coming for me to baptize you? I am the one to be baptized by you. He said, permit it to be so for now. I am the one that instituted all the laws and I also understand spiritual protocol. I know that you are the standard prophet of the hour. And if my voice must be heard and my ministry must open, I must bow under you so that you can advertise me to my generation and so that the law of spiritual protocol can be fulfilled. He bowed to the authority of John the Baptist that he created. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Paul the apostle was under authority. He came to Jerusalem all the time to submit to Peter and James, the elders of the church, to give him direction on what to do. David was under authority, as anointed as David was. When Samuel anointed him and then Saul began to look for his trouble, he went one time and lived with Samuel. Samuel said, remain with me. Just remain with me for a while. Now you are more anointed than David. And you know God more than Paul. And you are more anointed than Jesus.